Free game. What's good, world? Welcome to another episode of the Free Game Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Don. This week, we're talking the military industry with Jess Fisher, who's retired active duty Air Force. Let's hop right into it. Jess, can you give the listeners a quick intro into who you are and kind of what you do? Yes. Um, First off, very, very excited and honored to be on this podcast. my military background, um, 21 years active duty in the Air Force, and for just about my whole career, I was in the IT realm, um, from maintenance and managing different things in IT. But it started at age 18, you know, fresh out of high school, and just really followed the path that my grandfather put, you know, in place, because he was a prior Army Air Corps, like old school uh, military, back when they were drafting people. So, um, yeah, that's that's my military side. Uh, uh, 21 years active duty in the Air Force. Um, and after retiring, did, some, did the serial entrepreneur thing. Um, always wanted to start my own business and be my own boss and the military is like almost polar opposite to that. You know, it's everything is spelled out. It's kind of black and white. And I think that's what fueled me to want to do the entrepreneur thing. It always had kind of been in me, but being in the military, being kind of boxed in, not being able to be as creative with things, you know, in my second chapter of a career that, you know, really fueled me to, to dive into that. So, so that's where I am currently. I'm retired, retired at 21 years. I was 40 years old and then started, started chapter two of my career, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's kind of the cool thing with the military kind of set you up. Like, like you said, you obviously, um, you kind of in a box while you are in the the military, but it can set you up for your second life to do what you want to do. Um, And being able to do that at 40, I'm sure that was kind of a blessing because I'm sure, well, I'm not only you would know, but I'm sure you probably have peers or family members who's kind of may still be in the the mix of trying to figure out what they're going to do. And it's like at 40, you already kind of have the retirement behind you and you have the free reins to kind of dive into your own what you want to do. You know what I mean? Um, Can you kind of talk about how that kind of the military kind of set you up for that and kind of some of the advantages that you might see? Um, as some of the, I, I guess I can say some of the freedom you have compared to other people who might still be chasing, trying to figure out how they're going to get to that retirement and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. There, <clears throat> there were several people in my family. I mean, my mother, I retired before my mother. <laughs> so that was cool because, um, it let me know that, you know, I always wanted to be ahead of the average like, you know, youngest to do this or that. Um, so that was kind of a motivation and a, a cool part of getting to retirement was I was able to, you know, retire at an age where it wasn't the normal age. And I felt like, man, I'm ahead of the game with being able to try some other things um, earlier. So, yeah, having um, health care when I retired 
and a pension and then all of the experience gave me more freedom to be a little riskier with stepping out into the entrepreneur space because you know I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir with you you, you <laughs> you're living it um, yeah. it's not a safe bet right so you don't hunt you don't eat you know yeah. it's different um but there's people like you know you and I that thrive on that you know you give me a steady paycheck and I get bored and there's no fun in that you know you yeah. give me a feeling and now I feel claustrophobic, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the, the military definitely with the, the path of having a pension, having benefits that you take outside of retirement. Um, and the healthcare part is huge for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things I didn't take lightly because as I went into the entrepreneur space, I had a lot of peers that are like, yeah, man, that might, must be nice to have your own healthcare you know, guys that were running their own karate gym or just other entrepreneurs that didn't have that, I really saw how the military benefited me um, with that. So, yeah. And that makes sense. Cause I know personally, like that was one of the things that was always on my mind when I was leaving, getting ready to leave corporate and going to entrepreneurship full time was like the healthcare piece. Um, cause you know, I got a family and stuff like that. So that's a good point. Kind of right. having that, that kind of relieves some stress from you, I'm sure, um, in that aspect. Um, what are some of the other kind of the resources that you kind of were able to take advantage of during your time active duty in the military that you might not have had access to if you weren't in the military? Well, I'll tell you the the opportunity to take a special duty assignment. And that took me back to Nebraska. It was recruiting. and I saw the correlation between recruiting and running your own business because when they pitched it to us, they said, look, you have an office, you have a product to sell, which is an Air Force lifestyle. You get keys to a government vehicle. It was almost like this is your own small business. You got to promote it, Mm -hmm. be likable, find the people and hit that quota. So I said, okay, this I think will prepare me for opening up, you know, whatever the business would be, because you have to do some marketing, you have to do, you have to sell people on this lifestyle. Mm. Um, So that opportunity, and then having mentors there, like your boss, and trainers, and um, seminars, and things like that, that I I use in the corporate, I mean, uh, in, in the business space now, a lot of that sales techniques and marketing stuff that I learned as a recruiter, um, I sought a direct correlation because sometimes military careers, you try to figure out, okay, what's the equivalent of this in the civilian world? Um, And if you're working on a particular jet or a missile of some sort, there's not really always that direct connection. Right. But what recruiting I saw this is basic sales and marketing and customer service. Yeah. So that opportunity definitely helped me. Um, And I'll tell you another good resource is there's a lot of programs for people that are transitioning out of the military that um, there's programs for helping people financially and with training to go into different franchises 
because they like the discipline that people have, you know, from the military. They tend to do well with franchises because you have to follow rules and things like that. Um, so, um, and some people, it depends on the person you talk to, they may not think like a franchise model is entrepreneurship because it's very structured, but right. I, I can, I can tell you it's, you're still that risk, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to grow as a franchise if you don't do certain things that you do if you're just a solo business yeah. owner. So, um, and then the same risk is still there. So yeah, yeah, some, some of those resources definitely. And then the education piece, Mm -hmm. the military paying for school. I went to business school because I didn't, I liked it, but that was not my, you know, I didn't leave work and I wasn't into computers like that. (laughs) Uh I really jumped into that field because it was the hot thing. Everybody said, Oh, you know, technology, that's the future. And we're talking like early 90s. So so I jumped in it, honestly, because of that, because I thought, Mm -hmm. hey, I could I can make good money after I got out of the military if I had IT on my resume. Yeah. And that makes sense. It sounds like you always kind of had in your brain, like you was always thinking ahead. Um, You was never even though you was in the military, you knew that that was someday in for you. And you were always thinking, it's like, if you ever watch like ESPN and stuff like that, they say that most athletes don't prepare for life after sports, but it sounds like just you kind of talking through those couple of examples, it sounds like you always had your, your brain was always set up for you to set yourself up for life after military. Um, And when I say that, do you, do you think that going into the military, you always planned on retiring um, after you did your um, 21 years and always planned on having something going after that. Um, or did that kind of, is that something that came to you while you were in the military already? It it came while I was in it. Um, because while I was in, I was exposed to people that, you know, were dreading retirement. Like I, I can remember bosses that were like, they were right there at the end and they looked scared. Like they didn't want to leave. Like they're the one that you need to hang the Jersey up, but they, they did, (laughs) they still wanted to play. And I wondered like, why? But then I learned, man, they got themselves into debt and that steady paycheck was now about the end in the way that it was normally. So I, I, I tried to take note of a lot of things and I'll give all of the credit to my grandfather because when he sent me off on that path, he said, listen, keep your eyes open and watch what's going on around you. And I saw what he was talking to. He coached me along, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I watched people that were excited about retirement and I said, what's the difference between this guy and this guy and one prepared for that day. And one just kind of coasted, and woke up one day and they said, Hey, you know, you only got, you know, a year left mm-hmm. and then you're forced to retire. So I didn't want to be that other guy because I yeah. saw how stressed he was. Um, so I just paid attention. And, you know, I honestly, I ran into a guy that he was young because he joined when he was 18 and he retired like early 40s. And this guy never went back to work. Mm. His, his wife worked. But, you know, his job was he would go to the gym, 
He would work on his yard. He would do things around the house. He would travel. And everybody thought this dude was crazy. Like, what is this? <laughs> but he was the happiest. Mm-hmm. And then people would just, you're too young to retire. And I've heard that a few times. Um, but the difference was he prepared. He didn't buy a whole bunch of stuff right at the end. Yeah. He was financially free. And he really, he prepared, you know. Um, he didn't let retirement sneak up on him. So those examples kind of put into my mind that, hey, you need to start early before you even get there. So I just, all I did was put myself in the room with smart people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't that smart. But when you get in the room with a lot of smart people and you listen, you walk out of that room smart. Yeah. And I think so, that's, that's the key to... Yeah continue to um elevate right even like in all aspects of life right. um and it's crazy that you like you give that example of, like people dread retirement and get to that point because i remember when i had worked um at kellogg's uh a manufacturer plant back home i always seen the guys who was dreading retirement and uh the guys who are happy at retirement so i see the correlation uh personally yeah. and this is kind of crazy because it, like some people, they get to that retirement age, and at the, at the cereal plant, the people that are usually dreading retirement, and is it hurts my heart to say it, but most of them passed away within a few years of yeah. retirement because that was all they knew. And right. I'm sure I'm not sure what the st- statistics are, but I'm sure there's probably some type of correlation like that with military as well. It's it like is. when you yes you get used to that structure, used to that lifestyle, and it's gone. You kind of forget how to live. Um, right. But it sounds like you kind of you kind of already seen a bigger picture in life. And so that that's that's dope. Um, what's some other lessons you learned during your time in the military? Um, I, I, a big one is being adaptable. Um, and I say that because, you know, you have the opportunity to go to different countries or be surrounded by people from all over, you know. And for me, that was new. You know, I knew my area. And in the beginning, when I was young, everybody was proud of where they were from. And we do it like that here. And, you know, (laughs) but as I first duty station was Texas, I give you a short story, like going there and meeting friends from Texas. I got into chopped and screwed music and (laughs) did some of the like local stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, it opened my eyes to some cool differences. So I started looking for the differences and seeing what parts I wanted to incorporate into me, my style, my life. Mm-hmm. And I just did that everywhere I went. When I went to Nebraska, I I feel like all of these places are home is because I didn't just land there and not try to figure out what made this place special. So I think that rounded me. Mm-hmm. Um other countries, other cities, other people, you know, grew up around people that they were military brats. And I was like, man, if people that actually grew up traveling everywhere with their parents in the military, to me, that was foreign because, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in a neighborhood where, you know, you moved if you got a different house in that city, you know, not yeah. pick up and move to a different country. So, um, so I think that was a, a big advantage is being, it, it taught me to be adaptable, go to a place and 
I wouldn't say just give up what you have to fit in, but learn that place and, you know, learn what makes it special. And with surprisingly, a lot of things are the same. They just Mm -hmm. call it something different or they do it a little differently, you know? Mm -hmm. That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What's, um, I know you guys spoke about kind of running across people that might've grew up as military brats and stuff like that. And I know you talked about moving from place to place. What's some of the things that like some of the struggles that came with that? Cause I know that wasn't easy having to pick up and move every so often or having to relocate your family and stuff like that. What was some of the obstacles that came with that? Well, the, the, some of the, some of the um, ones that, you know, people would, would, would definitely think would be a challenge just not being comfortable of knowing where to go and, you know, what to do. And you get, you get, you throw yourself into learning a city and you love it. And then all of a sudden you got to pack up and, and leave. Um, so you can, if you just look at the, I wouldn't even say negatives, but challenges in having to move, there's definitely some challenges, you know, with, um, you know, if you have a family, they have to find new employment. Kids have to find new friends, new schools. Um, you have to learn a new work environment. You have to figure out where to go. Um, they have programs that help with all of those things, but it's still a real thing. You know, um, they help with the transitions. Um, but um, those are some of the challenges. But then I think the rewards are they 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 outweigh the challenges and the yeah. challenges make you more resilient and tough and just you know a more well-rounded person too so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but def- yeah but definite definite challenges and just getting adjusted to a new city and a new lifestyle and a new this is how they do things in this in this city or this country um yeah yeah and i'm sure it kind of makes you a chameleon almost, um, which benefits you in the long run. Cause I think in life, as we both know, and as most people know that you gotta be a chameleon either, right. whether it's at the workplace or in life in general, because things are always changing. Um, right. environments are always changing and stuff like that. Right. Um, right. And so, uh, let's rewind a little bit. I know you said you got into the military because your grandfather, um, was drafted into the armed forces and stuff like that. Um, what made you choose the Air Force though? Because you had, what is it, four other branches to choose from? Right, right. So why the Air Force? Well, to to be honest, I'll tell you the the family connection. That was first. You know, I'm I'm the third, so my grandfather is senior, and you know he's he's my hero, and I carried his name, and I knew that he was in the Air Force, and and he. He slid it in there like, hey, check out all of the branches. I, but me, I was in the Air Force, you know, so I got it. Um, but we shopped around to all of the branches. And honestly, I'll tell you, like, fast forward, because he even told me, he said, hey, this, the military is different from what I was in. So mm-hmm. go in, you know, check it out, see which one is good for you. And for me, the Air Force was my choice because they had more careers that were closer, close, closely tied to civilian jobs. Um, 
you know, all, we need all branches. So anybody, yeah. that, you know, hears this and like, hey, go army or go net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and my last assignment was a joint unit with all branches in some different countries. So we, yeah, we need them all. But for me, it was the it was the job choices. Um, more IT stuff. The, the Air Force was the youngest branch, and we were like the technology driven, you know. Uh, branch and like I told you everybody was telling me hey man computers are the future you know if you want a good job you want to make big money go go IT so that's what got me on the Air Force was the job selections the fact that I had some you know family history with with the Air Force also Mm -hmm. had an uncle and an aunt that served some time in the Air Force too so it just felt like I was joining the club yeah, they, they they had the jobs that I wanted, and and another piece was, I was in Cleveland. All my family was there, and the closest military base was an Air Force base in gotcha. in in Ohio. So my dream, and even to this day, they call it a dream sheet. You mm-hmm. put where you want to go. We're gonna send you where we need you. <laughs> but but I knew that there was that there was that chance that I could get Ohio because we had one air force base, you mm-hmm. know, here. So, yeah. Gotcha. And that, that makes sense. Um, and just, you kind of touched on it at the end of there. Like when you go in, you have this dream sheet, can you kind of touch base on what it looked like? And I know times probably have changed, but what it looked like, um, when you got in or when you were recruiting, like what's the standard right. process like for a new recruit that's looking to get in the air force? Well, yeah. And I had that luxury of, um, being the person that that um, show people their entry to the Air Force, um, the assignment part is usually everyone's first main question. Where are you going to send me? And it's, you know, you have to think about it. And I would explain it to people like you walked into a big corporation, just say Kellogg, you walk in there and you say, hey, uh, I want this job. That's really not how it works. You look right. at what job, what jobs do they have available, and am I qualified for that? So I would have to reframe it for people and say, "Hey, you don't walk into any company and say I want that job. You say, hey, what do you have available, and do they match my qualifications? And if you have a program that'll train me for that position, do I want to take it?' So, um, and I would tell them like, after you got through the training. And we know now what, where can we use your skill? That's when we talk about where you're going. Um, so it's much further down the line, but it, you know, human nature, it's always first on somebody's mind. Where, where am I going to go? Yeah. That's, that's ultimately where you're going to live and how far am I from my family? And, you know, am I going, am I going to like that city and things like that. And I would tell people, honestly, if that's your number one hang up, you're not ready yet. Mm. Uh, It has to be, what is this going to do for my life, my educational goals, my career goals? And then, yeah, it'd be nice to go to Hawaii or close to home, you know, but that can't be the, the only reason I'm doing this. Uh If that's the case, find a company in your city yeah. And then we all know that even now, that is not a guarantee because that company may move headquarters or right. downsize in your city. So, um, 
so yeah the the military it has its unique uh you know situations but it's really a big corporation yeah 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 and that's true um when you break it down like that it's like you look at it and that's all it is not to try to make it seem smaller than what it is but that's really what it is it's a corporation like you said and you're bringing people up from the bottom you keep continuing to replace those people and stuff like that can you kind of talk about some things that you did to help you move around and kind of up the ranks while you were um active duty yeah i um i definitely again i'll talk about you know in my head I always would hear my grandfather saying, keep your eyes open. So I would look for the people that were burning up the ranks, put myself in that room with them. And I would hear the, and I did the non-traditional kind of, uh, we call it now, um, what word am I struggling to find? Networking. Mm-hmm. I would hang out with them on the golf course. No, really on the basketball court. And then, I picked up golf because some of the people that wanted to pick their brain played golf. So I just rode the the golf cart and had a few beers with them. And then <laughs> lo and behold, I started golfing a little bit, but I did it to put myself in that room with those people. So the ones burning it up the rank, like, Oh, he made it two years faster than everyone. And I didn't want to do it in a way that was corny or like using people. Yeah, I, I just wanted to be around them. And I tried to find something we had in common and just did it. Mm-hmm. And it came off natural because the real smart people, they'll figure out if you're trying to leech them for information, you know, yeah. um, you got to be genuine and authentic with it. So I, I tried to stay true to that. And that was my ticket to figure out how to get promoted. Hey, use this study guide or, Hey, do this volunteer thing because it looks good for this next promotion or they thought two or three steps ahead Mm -hmm. they didn't wait until they got passed over to start doing the thing they started doing the thing before they were even being considered for it so that's how i learned man it was just surrounded myself with the smart ones and Mm -hmm. they'll look out for you you know as long as you are true like and are not just in there just for the quick tip or the information and then you bounce and then they watch you to see because i would thank a lot of those people like man if it wasn't for you i wouldn't get promoted yeah what can i give you and they'd say go help some other dude that's struggling Mm. and that became the fraternity Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't a formal one but it was yeah just Find a find a young hungry cat like you and and feed him. Yeah, and I think that's a gem. I think that's how I think the road would be a better place if everybody operated like that. Like <laughs> reach it? one, like if somebody reached for you, you reach back, you reach for the yeah. next one. Yeah, um, and 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 this is the thing. I learned that those young ones. Listen, I had some that they called me their mentor. Mm. That's got got me things later because they start burning it up and they wanted to come back and say oh oh gee i got you yeah look and i was getting presents that i didn't even do it for because i i didn't know that they would get to where they were yeah you know little tidbit my son is in the military now and i always ask him hey where are you at do you need anything because i still have some of those young ones that i'm their og that's like yeah. hey 
if your son needs anything, you know we got you. Yeah. And that's so, dope. Because now they the OGs now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's doing he's burning his own pay. He don't even need his dad's uh-huh. little, you know, little little help. Yeah. Know? And how's that feel? I mean, because you're basically a legacy military and now you like you have your son in the military now. Well, you don't have him in the military. He chose to go to the military. How does that feel as a father who started as a legacy and now he's continuing that on? Makes me want to cry sometimes, like happy tears. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it 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 grew me up, exposed me to a lot of things and prepared me for, I think, whatever. And the beauty is... Um, it, it's continuing like you said it's it's um it, he's he's you know being exposed to things and learning things and thriving through you know situations that i couldn't as a father do for him so i could just you know give him the old dusty road map and say hey i know they have gps now but if you need it you can dust this map off and get there yeah um, like i said he hasn't reached back and he's blazing his own trail but it feels good to see him thriving and you know um i know it's preparing him for something huge mm-hmm. you know so so yeah. yeah as a dad it makes me um in this as i'm getting up in years it tearjerker sometimes mm-hmm. yeah yeah i definitely believe it. and i think that's the dopest one of the dopest dopest things about the military is that uh once it's, it's just like in the family. Once you see one person in your family do something, mm-hmm. um, it makes it look like it's possible. And then once right. you see that second person, it kind of becomes, like you said, it kind of becomes like the family business almost. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then in turn, you're impacting generations. So it's like, if you look at the whole grand scheme, it's like your grandfather started something right. and you guys are continuing on his legacy. So I'm sure that that makes him proud. Um, right. And that just goes to show like anybody can start that for their own family. You know what I mean? Um, sure. yes. And it doesn't only apply to the military. It can apply to anything. Anything. Um, but yeah, what's, uh, I guess, like reflecting back and kind of thinking about your time active duty or thinking about your time in general um, from 18 to present, is there anything you reflect on? Because I know the military, they take a lot of time from you. Um, you have to be separated from family at certain times. Is there anything you look back and you kind of regret or wish that you could have changed um, as far as it went with life being in the military and stuff like that. You know what? If if they gave if it was possible to give me a do over, a mulligan, and say, "Hey, what part of your career would you change?" I would be scared to change something because mm-hmm. I may not be where I'm at now. Yeah, that's heavy. So, the it would might have seemed bad, maybe tough in a way, and avoided something and I wouldn't want to mess with that domino. I would just say let it roll. Because yeah. where I'm at now is sweet. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't change nothing. Yeah. And I mean that's that's kind of how I think that's how a person I'm not gonna say how other people should look at it, but that's how I look at it too. Cause it's like if you change like you said, you change one thing, you could potentially change your whole trajectory of where you're going and where yeah. you're at presently. Right. Um, yeah, you mess mess with one ingredient in that cake, it might not taste <laughs> right. You know, right? And what is this? I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I would. 
I keep it the same. Gotcha. What's um one piece of advice? I know you kind of gave some game on some things that you did while you were active duty. What's a piece of advice you would give someone that's active duty today, whether they're at the start or in the middle, anywhere in their career? I would, I would definitely, and you highlighted it, I would definitely say, think about tomorrow or think about that day that you finally hang it up. You know, and I started with four years, I'm done. I got my college money, I'm going to just bounce. Then I had a family and then, then it changed. And then I got to a juncture where I had my education and was going to do it. But then the economy wasn't so great. Mm-hmm. So I always prepared for a couple of different scenarios because, you know, plan A, plan B kind of thing. So I would tell people to plan ahead, but plan for multiple scenarios, you know, whether you're going to stay a little longer or whether you're going to cut it short. And you know, have a plan in place for both. Um, second thing is whatever you plan to do once you hang it up in the military, start doing it now mm. as a hobby, test it. Um, whether it's it, definitely if you have dreams of being an entrepreneur, do it while you have that steady paycheck, while you have the resources, where you have less of the stress of it. Test it out, you know, because yeah. They allow you to do nobody's stopping you from getting rental property or starting a side hustle or going going to school for a thing, you know. So I would say do that, you know, when there's yeah. when you have that security of a steady paycheck and you know your routine and you know all of that, start doing it early. Um, that's what I wish, you know, I wouldn't want a, a do-over, but if I could do something <laughs> if it would be start a business while I was in you yeah know? but I was always worried that well what if I move then yeah. you know what happens with the business well what happens with it is you learn how to manage it remote and mm-hmm. that's been a thing right you know? so I, I was a little fearful of that stuff like oh it's too early if I start a business in this city and move what happens yeah 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 and I think that um a lot of people kind of miss the. I think it's more, it's more easy to kind of see that you can just move up and move now and the business can move with you now than it was five years ago. Um, yeah. Just because COVID kind of showed that every single company in the world can go remote. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. So that, that's some good game though. It's kind of planning for tomorrow at all times. Right. Um, and, and especially in this day and age, just like you said, there's no excuse. Right. Cause it is so common to run a business from anywhere in the world. So yeah. if I was coming up during this time period, oh, it I could <laughs> see myself being that guy. Like, yeah, yeah I'll start something here. I, it doesn't even have to be a brick and mortar anywhere. It would be it'd be thriving on on the web somewhere, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah, I would definitely entrepreneurs that are in the military that want to do something entrepreneurial, go. Yeah, start an e business or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get the wheels going, right? Um, and what would you say for the for the youngins that's kind of that's thinking about joining the military? Like I just reflect, like when I was, because I toy with the idea between like eighteen and twenty. My grandfather, um, he was trying to get me to go, but right. I ultimately decided that wasn't really what I was trying to do. Um, right. What would you say 
to the youngins that might be thinking about it? Are the people, because what's the age limit to get in the military now? Is it like 20? I think it's 28. 28. So what would For you say? yeah. What would you say to that person, like between ages 18 to 28, that's thinking about joining the military? Any advice or tips you would give them? One tip would be find out if you're even qualified first. And that, and that's, I say that because a lot of times people think, well, if all of these plans fall, you know, I'll join the military. And it may be some weird condition that you have medically or it's just, it, there's just so many variables that people don't think about. And it was heartbreaking sometimes when, you know, I'd send someone to get qualified after life beat them up and they decided they wanted to join. And, you know, kid finds out he's got a irregular heartbeat that he never knew about. And now that option is not on the table. Um, so I'll tell people that just because you start the process to see if you're qualified doesn't mean you're in and you're just gonna be shipped off and never see your family again and now you're locked into this big contract it's just like a job interview you go in see if you have the qualifications and then you know when they offer you the job um you know it's yours to to take or not now it's not a popular thing that's advertised so i guess we can call that a secret because most recruiters are not going to tell you hey i'm gonna do all this work to get you ready and if you decide you don't want to go you don't have to but but that is the truth Mm-hmm. you don't have to do it um so but you know i i i encourage people to do that because they say well if this doesn't work out i'll join the military and i tell them Well, we can see if you're qualified because I've seen some situations that, oh, man, this little thing that happened in my past is coming back to haunt me or this thing over here is because it's not this day and age is not like, well, you either join the military or you're going to jail. Those (laughs) days are over. They're a lot more picky about stuff. Um, So I would I would encourage people that to. Even if they didn't go through the recruiting po- process, talk to someone, ask them. Well, I'll give you another example. Tattoos. Mm-hmm. If they're visible above your collar, like you got this cool neck tattoo, guess what? <laughs> you can't go. And yeah. people are, what? What do you mean? I see military people with tattoos all the time. Yeah, but they're not on their hand, below their wrist, and above their collarbone. Like, it's just different. Like, yeah. certain things that we don't think about like the person may not think about that is a weird little rule that keeps you from going in so a guy waiting waiting for three years to decide if he's gonna go with plan b and he figures out i can't go because i got a neck tattoo you know yeah he could have been trying something else out (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and that's some good points i know a lot of people like you said they come into it and they're like Well, like they graduate high school, and they're like, well, if the college don't work out, I'm gonna just go to the military. Um, but like planning ahead, it go back to planning ahead, like you said earlier in the show. So that's some good, some good, um, some good tips and good game. Um, what's we kind of reached the end of the podcast. Um, what's some free game you like to leave the audience with? It could be something on a personal level, something on a business level, uh, just anything. Uh, well, I would say. There's so many 
different ways that you can educate yourself and learn about something. Um, you know, back when I was coming out, it was books. Now I, I consume with good social media platforms, um, YouTube, audio books. So I would say educate yourself, but don't do it in a way that's boring. You know, if you like visual, I get a lot of, you know, podcasts and stuff like that, that, you know, I watch. And then there's some when I'm on the road or at, you know, in a gym or walking somewhere, I'm listening to it or, you know, so I would say, you know, do that self-education piece, but make it fun, you know, um, whether it's listening to a podcast or reading a book or um, watching something on YouTube, um, it's it's much easier than it used to be. It's in our pocket, you know, you sit right. and wait for something, you just, yeah. But I, that's what I try to do is, you know, even at this age, I want to keep learning and I just, you know, I consume, you know, in ways that it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't yeah. feel, well, I'm going to take out this whole day and read a book on self-improvement. <laughs> no, I just make my, my Instagram feed a bunch of people that gas me up, you know, mm -hmm. I'm scrolling and people say, oh, you don't want to do that mindless scrolling. No, mine is education. Like I'm screenshotting and saving that and like meditating on this little thought you know yeah so i would just make it fun i would make the self-education and self-improvement part fun because it's easy now like, yeah guys like you are making good content and it's easy to consume you know thank you yeah thank you yeah, i love it man yeah but i, I like that advice too because it's, it's like you can easily you can make the good thing about social media the good thing and the bad thing is you can make it what you want it to be for yourself and um, right. like you just said, you make yours, you follow people that inspire you and that add fuel to um, your, your, your tank. You know what I mean? And that's good. Um, and I think a lot of people could take something from that. Sure. Um, so now if there's somebody that wanted to reach out to you, maybe somebody that's active duty, maybe somebody that's thinking about joining the military or just want to pick your brain, um, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Well, I'm going to do something to 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 force myself to 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 execute a plan and what what I've done I've created a it it's a it's a it's gonna be a YouTube channel and a, a social media platform built around travel but I'm gonna sprinkle in this is what allows me to travel the military piece and the retirement mm -hmm. allows me to travel the entrepreneur thing allows me to travel. So I created this. The handle is traveling La Vida local. And I'm going to put stuff, you know, like videos, pictures of my travels, but then some inspirational stuff, some this some that, and people can, you know, they can DM me or whatever. So I, so I, I, I have it mm -hmm. and this, it, putting it out there is going to force me to start using it and if people reach out that'll let me know that hey people are liking this this is how i can be of service so so yeah that's that'll be i think the best way for people to reach out to me for things around this topic um okay. you know career uh retirement freedom travel whatever it'll be it'll be that way 
free game. Thanks for tapping in to another episode of the Free Game Friday podcast. If you haven't already, please like this episode, subscribe to our podcast, and share it with a friend. Thanks, be blessed, catch y'all next week. Free game. Free game.